and welcome back to A Series of Horrors. This is our mini-sode episode where we are going to recap Yellow Jackets. I'm Jackie from Canada. And I am Jeff from America. And I have watched one whole episode of Yellow Jackets. There you go. You ripped off the band-aid. You got it started. Exactly. Got one episode in. So I'm trying to watch along. Watch one, record one. Watch one, record one. Go from there. That way... I'll be surprised as things happen, maybe. Meanwhile, I'll just be rewatching the series consistently. I have seen episode four four times. No, I'm sorry, episode one four times now. Seen all the other episodes at least twice. <laughs> Working on my third round. You have a fan, and the show's not even over yet as we, as we record today. Yes, as we record today, it's not over yet. The final episode will be playing this Sunday. So we, as of right now, we, neither of us know how it ends. Jackie might have an idea, a way better idea. Well, I mean, how it ends is going to be another four seasons from now, apparently. They plan on running for five seasons, so. All right, so fans, get ready. We're apparently going to do this three, four more times, I'm thinking. (laughs) Hopefully. Yes. Hope it stays good, or it is good. I don't know yet. I only watched the one. It was okay. (laughs) I think it's incredible. I think it just gets better as it goes on, so. Well, the first episode was a lot of table setting, so nothing happened yet. They haven't even, yes. well, they technically crash at the end of the first episode, so nothing's happened, so I can't say it's not good. Fair, but overall, you just left the episode feeling meh. Um, because it's like, oh, okay, I don't know anything yet. I'm like, oh, Christina Ricci's evil. Got it. So I kind of figured she was maybe a little bit evil. <laughs> when is she not a little bit evil? It's how she plays things best. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, all right. I just didn't know she'd go like full. Oh, I do have a question for you before I even get sidetracked. Oh, uh, All right. As the Canadian, sorry, they crash in the Canadian wilderness. They right? do. Mm-hmm. They're a soccer team from New Jersey. Right? Yes. And mm-hmm. they're playing in nationals. Mm-hmm. Where would the plane be going if they crashed in northern Canada to play a national game from Jersey to in America somewhere? Uh, the championship's supposed to be in Seattle, I think. All right. So. So. Would they be fighting that? All right. I don't know where they are. Christ, is that like very Andrew. far from the Canadian border? Jersey? No, no, no. Jersey's uh, not like wherever the plane ends up, no, wherever the plane ends up crashing there. Yeah, like okay, so they in the original copy that like I was reading, I I think I read somewhere that it was supposed to be the Ontario wilderness that they crash in. But there's like some background talk in this episode when they're boarding the plane and the pilot's talking about there's a storm and something about the Canadian Rockies, which is not Ontario at all. That's out west by like BC, well, like you could say Alberta, maybe area so i don't know what flight plan they were on that they go that far doesn't really quite make sense to me but if it was ontario then that would make sense but we don't have mountains <laughs> like that so <laughs> it can't be there yeah because that was the same thing the ontario wilderness so that okay yeah ontario doesn't look like that i wish it looked like that <laughs> but it does <laughs> there's there's areas there but like those areas are very well known like uh, in the park system like algonquin park for it to be complete, like, mountain wilderness, it would probably have to be yeah, out. It wouldn't have been lost for 19 months or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. They would notice a plane crashing in Algonquin here. It's not that large of a park. That's the biggest question I have. I'm like, wait, hold on. They're from Jersey, going to somewhere in America and crash in northern Canada? I'm like, what kind of flight plan is this? Oh, where are they going? What's happening? Uh, uh- so, could not tell you. Perhaps for episode two, right. I will dry out their flight plan to try to figure out. <laughs> it's unrealistic. 
that's the other thing. I'm horrible at geography and my understanding of where the states are is pretty much just my drive from Ontario to Florida. Those are the states I know. <laughs> and that's all I know. Yeah, I'm from New York. So Jersey's right there. And I'm an East Coast person. So I'm like, all right. Been to Jersey a bunch of times. I've been through Jersey more times than I can count. So I, I know where that is. Never been to Canada, but I have a, a map tells me vaguely where that is. It's that grayed out area on every American map. They're just like, ignore that part. That's not us. And then Alaska. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, is a national game in Alaska? So they were flying to Alaska for nationals? And then they would have to fly through Canada. I didn't, I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure they're going to Seattle. But I, I can't remember 100%. I'm going to have to look this I, up now. <laughs> Where? What state is Seattle? <laughs> Washington. Washington. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. Okay, so that, that does, actually does make sense because Washington's right underneath BC. So yeah. if from Jersey, they kind of like went a little bit north, then like, mm-hmm. but I just don't understand if they're complaining about a storm in the Rocky Mountains, why they wouldn't go southwest <laughs> instead of. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, I'm not a pilot. I don't understand the airways. Jersey, Canada. I thought it was like 100% Canadian, though. They're flying from. I don't know, New Brunswick to something else. <laughs> no, they are not a Canadian team. No, so they're, they're like, oh no, they're from Jersey. Okay. Wait, Snooky's on this flight? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The situ- <laughs> it, well, it is a situation, so I guess situation <laughs> could be on the flight. No, I'm just picturing uh, like some sort of parody show where it is Mike the Situation and a plane crack. He's like, yo, we got a situation here. <laughs> and the plane is crashing. That's the situation. <laughs> Still trying to show off his abs, even though they're crashing. They gotta be good for something, you know. When maybe he has to open the door to get out, he flexes his abs, and the door just falls or something. Gets him <laughs> off the plane. Doesn't even need a seatbelt. Just like sits there. His abs keep him in place. Just safe. His abs keep him in place. Yeah, he he's oh. a very strong core. He's a very strong core. That's what he is. He's just a lot of service. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, from that situation to the situation of this episode, should we get into it? Sure, we can get started. Why not? Why not? I, the whole, I spent the whole episode until the end thinking Jackie was Christina Ricci in the future, and then I ended up being wrong. How rude! Because the girl, that, you, not you, Jackie, but Jackie in the show, Jackie. Misty, loser? Oh, no, Jackie on the show. Yes. Yes, I thought Jackie on the show was Christina Ricci. Until the very end, I'm like, oh, uh, Mr. Richie's Misty. Yes, I got very confused there. I'm like, how dare you compare me to Misty quickly? I am not. <laughs> I am nothing like that. Young Jackie kind of looks like young-ish Christina Ricci to me. Yeah, I can get that. The really big eyes. But mm-hmm. yeah, no. Uh, what was I going to say? We're, there's going to be some confusion as one of the couples right off the top is uh, Jeff and Jackie. So <laughs> we might have to find them new names. Be very strange just talking about them. Like, well, so when Jeff and Jackie are together in bed, I'm like, hold on, wait. Not exactly. Just, no, 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 no. No. Not in our vibe. But. I think that's the first scene of the episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, because it's not the opening scene. Because the opening scene is we do open on a girl with long, dark hair. She's a bare feet and a nightgown. And she's running through the wilderness. And it's like a set of woods in the winter. She's clearly distressed and hyperventilating. We then hear these like human but animalistic noises. So humans making animal noises from all around her. And she begins running again and almost immediately falls into a pit trap that has spiked sticks sticking out of the bottom of the pit. 
they do a close up on her body. Uh, we see her bloody footprints leading up to the pit, and then her body is impaled on the sticks. We can see that she has a gold bracelet on her left hand and a gold heart necklace. Her hand twitches. Then we see somebody in pink Converse uh, dressed in fur and some sort of like ski mask situation. They approach the pit. They look at the person and then turn away from the pit. A horn sounds and we can see that she's wearing some sort of soccer sweater. And that's it for the first scene. And then it comes with like the, the titles, the title card and stuff like that, right? Oh, I didn't pay attention to the font. Well, I'll have a chance next time. I don't think the font probably changes. Yeah, I don't know that um, the first episode had much in the way of introduction to just the show. It didn't have the theme song. I think the first two episodes don't have the theme song yet. And then it's episode three that gets it. There is. It's called No Return. And I have had it in my head, just stuck on a loop for a few weeks now. It's really catchy. I really enjoy it. That will be not until episode three. So first, let's talk about that first scene. What did you gather from that first, that introduction into the show? A whole lot of nothing. I'm like, all right. um, They're hunting her down. And is that when they drag her off and like string her up also? They will be dragging her off. Like there's, they cut back to this timeline several times throughout the episode and show the progression of their hunt. Let's say. Yeah, at this point, I wasn't sure yet because I, I think I must have blinked and missed the converse thing, so I kind of didn't know if it was like mountain people, I guess, to put it, or, if, or if hunting the girls down, or if it was like what I find out at the end, which is Christine Ricci hunting them down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, they ran for like carnivorous mountain folk. All right, this is an interesting yeah. little. Between the pink converse and the like high school soccer sweater, you can see that yeah. it's kind of like a younger girl, or we assume. And so that starts off on an interesting note for me. I I read away because I had read the description of the show and it said that it was a girl's soccer team descent into madness and cannibalism. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so that's where we're at. But yeah, it was definitely an interesting first scene and it gets more disturbing as it goes. But from that scene, we then cut over to, oh, wait, 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 wait. I do have one additional little fact. Uh, So because we're paying attention to these pink converse, I started in this first episode really paying attention to the girls' feet (laughs) whenever they were in their casual clothes when they were younger to try to figure out which one of them had the pink converse. But then I read uh, an interview with um, the director or showrunner or someone I can't remember who it was. And they said that they were very careful that they made sure that multiple people were the pink converse throughout the series. So you could not see who in particular the converse belonged to. Um, also, you'll see some scenes and we'll talk about them more when we get to them. But it's like this group of people around the fire and they are all wearing various masks made of fur and things like that. And I remember when the first few episodes came out, I watched some sort of a review on YouTube and a guy was trying to be like, like, well, based on the size of this person, it has to be this character, and you can kind of see this person's eyes, so it has to be this character. But the showrunner, director, whoever it was, said that they actually got random crew members to do those scenes so that you couldn't pick that apart and see who was who, so they could keep the mystery going. No, no, I think that's a step too far. Like, if you're willing to go through the trouble of like frame by framing that thing into the certain eye color and the certain body size or whatever, like, you deserve to know. <laughs> They have to keep the mystery for five seasons, and I think they're aware that at this point, that's what people do when they break down media in today's world. So they were very careful of what they gave away. We gotta wait five seasons to find everything out. 
I'm going to get very impatient. It, I mean, yes, we will probably have to wait five seasons to figure everything out, but I have a feeling we'll find out some things, at least, in the final episode of this season. As long as we get answers along the way. It's, try, it's reminding me of a movie, but I can't place it yet. Like, it's killing me right now. But it's all right. It'll come to me. One of these episodes, it'll, it'll hit me. <laughs> not 1993's Alive? No, not 1993's Alive. There wasn't that much fur. It's, it's when they're dressed with the fur and the antlers and all that visual around the uh, fire with the fur. And that. That's, that's clinging. There's that's some like sort of, like, something. I know. Some horror imagery was coming off of my mind, too, but I couldn't think of what. But if you know, and if you know where my son is, then... Um, <laughs> You can Please find Jetson. My son. My son. Okay, we then cut to interviews with uh, people from their hometown in 2021 discussing their memories of the plane going missing um, and of what they actually think the girls did out there. One of the people that they're interviewing, I think, is actually Allie in modern day. There'll be a huge plot line with Allie in 1996. She was a girl that was a freshman on the soccer team and ended up injured and unable to go to championships. So she's saying in these interviews, like, that could have been me. I could have been on that plane and luckily i wasn't because they shattered my leg into a million pieces pretty much thank you taisa <laughs> <laughs> you saved my life by breaking my leg i still have problems with it to this day but at least i didn't have to eat anyone thanks it sounds like they haven't said what they did out there like, oh wait we just we survived on nuts and berries for like 18 yeah. months or whatever it was and <laughs> thanks for finding us you will never speak of yeah. what happened there ever. So. That's the thing, cause, um, because this is based in 96, then they actually, in the later episodes, refer to the crash in the Andes and the rugby team that went through this and had to resort to cannibalism, etc. And people, I mean, some people were rather disturbed by it, but at the end of the day, most people respected it and understood that that's what they had to do to survive. And this is 20 years after that, so you would think that they could just admit this is what we had to do. I mean, maybe not go into the crazy hunting and <laughs> shit. Just be like, yeah, people dropped dead and we ate them. I think it's worse than that. Yeah, I think it's worse than that we just had to eat people to survive. Because people, you know, they're like, oh, but I get it. You're dying. You're going to do whatever you got to do. I think they're like, you know what? We just went nuts and had a Lord of the Flies moment. And now... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they could have agreed to, like, say only so much about it and maybe avoid the whole we were a pack who hunted each other. But be like, yeah, we'll throw you the bone of we we had to be cannibals. <laughs> like, And that's it. And we're never discussing it again. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> There's one man who is being interviewed. He seems to be like the principal of the school. I think he was the vice principal when they were in school. I'm not 100% sure who this person is because we don't get an explanation. He's saying that these girls were special. They were champions. Uh, everybody loved them and knew them, etc. And then actually my favorite interview is uh, their math teacher who's in her retirement home. And she's like, those girls didn't give a damn about trigonometry. I'll tell you that. <laughs> And I don't know how much they were actually loved by everybody, considering like the six people that were at their pep rally. The six people at their pep rally. It was the, wasn't it the whole school was there? It, it looked, I saw, no, it looked like, wasn't like half the gym empty or like there was sparse people in there and Misty was real happy. Misty was going nuts. I was too busy writing those notes. Apparently on my four watches, I haven't noticed that the stadium was empty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like, I don't remember seeing that many people. I remember taking note of that. Oh, pep rally. Maybe it's because in Canada, like, that's about the amount of people who have there for the school. I'm saying, they're an undefeated team going to national championships. I figured they'd get bandwagon or something, you know. 
Yeah, that that's about the amount of excitement that we would have gotten if anything epic happened. There was I mentioned before, like our, my friend who went to like the Olympics and stuff, and she did a showing of her skills for the Olympics. She did wushu, and nobody wanted to go to the assembly. I was like caught skipping it, <laughs> like that, and like forced into the assembly. And we're like, oh. and she's your friend and everything. Oh. She's my friend. I'm like, but I'm seeing you do the flips and the swordy thing. Like I get it. <laughs> You're good at it. I'm done. <laughs> not gonna go see it at, uh, I'd rather do something else I'll go get smoothies or whatever you guys do I, I went and I got myself a chocolate chip muffin from the calf they were really good okay <laughs> see you know right who wants to see backflipping with a sword when I can have a chocolate chip muffin exactly and just you know have a nice period off <laughs> Uh, what was this thing? Oh, we cut. Next from the interviews, we cut into 1996 and we see the girls' soccer game. The way that they work together as a team is really interesting. It's kind of that pack mentality right from the start of being able to pass the ball between them, hunt, hunt it down, if you will. We then see them win. And we find out they're going to nationals. We cut to some like exposition shots where we see that we're in New Jersey now. Well, they play some Smashing Pumpkins, which, of course, I appreciated. <laughs> the soundtrack overall is really good. Yeah, no, the soundtrack's awesome. I actually was listening to it all day today. It's on Spotify. There's a playlist. There are some good 90s songs on this playlist. It's it's fun time. I said no gin blossoms yet, but it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> Yeah, so right now we have Today by the Pumpkins playing as uh, the show Jackie and Jeff <laughs> are hooking up <laughs> in Jackie's bedroom. We need nicknames for these people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I still think is that they like really only call them Jackie and Jeff. They don't have nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's nothing else. And Shoshay cannot look more bored, is what I noticed in this scene. Oh, yes. Yeah, she is not into it at all. And he's he's going away trying to, you know, stimulate her with his hands, not doing a good job. She fakes satisfaction, and then he tells her he loves her, and she doesn't say anything in response. And then he's like, okay, my turn. And then we cut to her brushing her teeth. <laughs> so... But yes, as she brushes her teeth, we also see her uh, playing with her necklace, which is the heart necklace we saw around the neck of the girl who fell into the pit. We then cut to Shauna in back in 1996. She is sitting outside in her car. And so the first time that I watched through, it was driving me nuts. This girl looked so familiar. At one point, I thought it was because she kind of reminds me of my friend. But I was like, no, this, this actress, I know her from somewhere. She was Liesel in The Book Thief, if you've ever seen that movie. It's a it's a pretty good um like uh Nazi Germany movie about like a young girl who was trying to save the books that they were burning and it's a good movie. But anyway, so she was the kid from that and was like, Oh, you were blonde and blue eyed and that that's why I didn't recognize you. Wow, good eye, because I don't think she would look that different. And I'm good I'm assuming younger also. So I'll probably yeah. not got that one. Yeah. It's just um her nose and like her face and then she does a certain thing where she just keeps her mouth open a lot and it's very unique <laughs> so I was like I know this where do I know it from but yeah Sean is in her car outside she's outside of Jackie's house she's writing in her journal she then watches Jeff sneak out through Jackie's bedroom window and she stares at him in what I thought was disbelief there's a lot of silent stares that Shauna has in this series, and you have to try to figure out what she means by it. I thought it was like an oh no, not again look. 
Yeah, to me, it was just like, oh, my God, you, what are you doing here? This weird, bewildered look. And I'm like, why? What? It's your friend's boyfriend. Why wouldn't he be around? And, and also, he didn't exactly sneak out. He kind of like falls out the window and off the second floor. And, <laughs> and also, nobody notices. Like, no one knows a thing. So I thought that might have had something to do with the look, too, because it's not like he's sneakily like a ninja. <laughs> Like, how are you getting away with this, bro? I don't know. How, the parents just must not care. Like, right, we're going to just let them think we're getting away with something. It's fine. Oh, boy. Jackie then comes out and Shauna gives her this knowing look as they drive around. She says that she saw Jeff and she thought that Jackie and him were breaking up. Jackie says that she wants to lose her virginity before she goes to college and that her and Jeff have been together so long that it would be poetic for them to be each other's firsts. Shauna's a bit surprised by this. She didn't know that Jeff was a virgin and Jackie says that they've been dating since freshman year and they never broke up long enough for it to actually count. Therefore, he must be a virgin. Not very good assumptions to make about teenage boys, but whatever. <laughs> the way she said it, even at the time, like she, all right, Jeff has done something with somebody and Sean knows about it. It's all I thought at mm-hmm. this point. Granted, yes. how she finds out about it, that he's been doing stuff. When I find out, I'm like, oh, that's how you knew. Okay, get it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be somebody on the soccer team, which I guess I was right, but. There's no point in being on the bush. You know, it's a spoiler warning time. Yeah, it's, it's all about Jeff and Shauna, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm a two timer. I can't help it. Just can't. Jeffs are always the worst in every series. But I mean, Jackie's pretty fucking terrible in this series, too. She's played by, if you'll remember from um, Army of the Dead, the daughter who was like so fucking annoying. You're like, why are you even in this now? Like for the last like 40 minutes of this movie, we have to like, it's about you finding you and rescuing you. Like you just made this worse. Why are you here? It's the same actress. I really hated her in Army of the Dead. Oh, boy. Right? I'm like, you just have a type, honey. Like, you're just the annoying person that would be better off dead for us all. That, that's who you play. <laughs> I haven't hated her yet in this, but man, I didn't like her in the day. I wanted yeah, to leave no. you behind, I don't know how many times. <laughs> well, there's, I forget which episode it is, but like l- later on in the series, once they've been, you know, out in the wilderness for a while, it just becomes very apparent that Jackie is not helping at all and doesn't give a shit and is just like using up their resources without trying to help them do anything. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you, Jackie. Get out of here. <laughs> oh boy. Things might not end well for Jackie at that point. Is <laughs> I mean, who knows? But back to this car ride with Jackie and Shauna talking about virginity and such. They see a sign congratulating the boys' baseball team, and Jackie yells out that their soccer team is undefeated and they're heading to nationals. We then cut to 2021. Shauna is lying on her daughter's bed, looking at her daughter's photos of her and her boyfriend and using a vibrator, already establishing that Shauna has some boundary issues, I would say. To put it mildly just weird that's all i got that's all i got for that yeah it's boundary issues and then i don't know like the sense of arrested development with her of she's stuck as who she was when the plane crashed and hasn't grown past that and does it mean that like in the pictures the boyfriend kind of looked like young jeff no it's because it's the exact same shot that they showed of jackie's room before so when we saw the scene with uh jeff and jackie it showed a picture of her shelf and a picture of her and then a picture of her and jeff and so now we see the daughter's shelf a picture of her and a picture of her and her boyfriend so it's repeating and thus makes you think 
of the same thing. That's what it was. You know, I was like, wait, I thought it was like her childhood bedroom she was in, but then later I found out the childhood bedroom looks different. I was just, you might like, her a mom wouldn't do that in their daughter's room, right? And apparently, yeah, apparently I was wrong. When it comes to Shauna, apparently. Yeah, when it comes to Shauna, she would, I guess. And also, so Melanie, whatever her name is, the actress who plays this, she was saying how this scene was terrible for her. It was like the first scene that she had to film and she was not into it, not happy. And the director was like very specific with her of like the noises that she needed to make. And she's like, you just, you can't sound satisfied and you have to sound like a dying animal. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's one way to go. And she's I- like, I think I got it. And so I watched it again after that interview and was just like, it's not quite dying animal, but like, you definitely don't sound satisfied. Okay. Sure. I guess the dying animal fits the show pretty well. Mm-hmm. But anyways, from there, she goes and she starts doing some laundry. Then she's outside in her garden and notices that rabbits have been chewing away at it. We then have Jessica Roberts, who approaches Shauna. She is a reporter and she's offering Shauna a book deal. Eventually, Shauna invites her in and they discuss, you know, the book deal stuff. And as she invites her in, there's actually this establishing shot of all these bunnies in Shauna's house. She has all these ceramic bunnies everywhere. So you'll, you'll notice that Shauna tied to bunnies a lot, which is it will come into play later. Yeah, and there's bunnies that are eating up her garden. Yeah, the, there's a few rabbit scenes with Shauna. Okay, so Shauna says that the truth is is that their plane crashed, some of her friends died, and then the rest of them starved and scrimped for months until they were finally rescued 19 months later. And Jessica claims that the others are into doing a book, and Shauna immediately says that she knows that they aren't. Jessica says, well, I didn't realize you were still in contact with them, and Shauna says that she isn't, but she just knows that everyone's moved on with their life and nobody's gonna talk. No matter how much money you throw at it, they're not gonna talk to you. Yep. Like, do they know how much time has passed? So I'm guessing the the future scenes take place in present day. Uh, they would have been rescued in 97. No, they were the class... Oh, they would have been rescued in 97, Yes. Um, they would have been in the class of 96. So it's been 25 years since the plane crashed and 24 years since they were rescued. So you think they'd be really getting hunted down for a boat deal 25 years later? I guess if they never spoke, maybe. But yeah, something seems off to me on that. And then the way she, they react to it is like, they know we're here. We can't say anything. Or they're going to find out. I'm like, there's a they now. Okay. The more the show goes, the more you'll find out. <laughs> I'll just keep my... Quiet to myself. Um. <laughs> now, what kind of days in the Canadian wilderness in the Canadian nothing land? Is it like lost? Is it like a hatch? Is there a smoke monster? There might, if I see one smoke monster, I'm gone. I'm telling you right now. Damn it, you knew about the smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> There's one smoke monster, I'm gone. No more, Arjun Kajal. Don't be mean to Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Lost already. I don't need to watch Lost in Canada. No, it's. <laughs> You know, there's lost. There's lost in space. Now, lost in Canada. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can skip lost in Canada. Oh, man. Right. So basically, like, the reporter's trying to imply that she might know something or whatever, and Shana's like, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Shut the fuck up. Leave my house. <laughs> Get out of here. I hate you. So Jessica leaves a business card, and then she leaves the house. We then cut to Juliette Lewis, who is modern-day Natalie. She's meditating at a gorgeous oceanfront setting, and we find out that she's at rehab. She gets called to group. We quickly then cut back to the wilderness in the winter. The girl from the pit is being dragged by her feet with rope around them. The blood is trailing behind her. She's then strung up 
on a tree by people in fur masks. One of the girls slits her throat and begins to bleed her out. We then cut back to Natalie in her group in 2021, and we find out it's her last day in rehab. She says that she's learned you need to find a purpose in life to stay on the right path. She used to think that she drank and did drugs and had so much sex because of what happened out there. And she's like very specific, like what what I saw, what I did. And then this group member just interrupts her and it's like, oh my God, what did you do? You literally never told us. <laughs> that would be me if I was in the rehab group with her. I'd be like, what happened? <laughs> like You can't say, oh, I've seen so much. Like as in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't leave here without telling me what happened. <laughs> How many months have they been in this rehab? Like, you've never said anything. It's like, from that point forward, I would be um, Goldie Hawn in um, Death Becomes Her, where she's in the group, and she's just like, I want to talk about Madeline Ash. <laughs> and they're like, no! Stop! <laughs> it would just be me being like, I want to talk about what happened to Natalie. <laughs> she won't say anything. It's the only reason I'm at this rehab. I had to mortgage my house to afford it because that place is expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she says the real reason is after they were rescued, she lost her purpose. But now she finally knows how to get it back. By murder. <laughs> exactly. She heard Dexter was coming back and she's like, yes. <laughs> I shall join you, sir. We're on the same network. <laughs> exactly. On the same network. Dexter apparently got redeemed in this season. I, I cut out on Dexter after the fourth season. Yeah, I cut out pretty early in that show and have not bothered with the remake. <laughs> we cut to 1996 and Natalie is a teenager. She's drinking from a bottle in a brown paper bag with her friends. We have the goth kid whose name is Kevin. And then we have another character who I, I tried to find his name because it's not mentioned in the scene or anything like that. He's listed on IMDb as smartass. That that's his okay. name. I guess he's not important. All right. So he's he turned into nameless in my jokes. In my jokes in my notes. You know, I write my I write my jokes as well as my notes. Oh god. Okay. Um yeah, so Nameless, uh their other friend. Nameless says that his cousin uh has the hookup for some drugs that night. Then two t- popular douchebags pull up in their car and yell out that the burnout should show them their tits. Nameless obliges and they start to drive away disgusted. Nat then throws the bottle, smashing it against their car, and then the boys are like, Why the fuck would you do that? They aren't gonna beat you up, they're gonna beat us up. And she's like, Well, then I guess we gotta run. And they do. Not for nothing. As a big guy myself, Nameless would have probably got caught and beat up, sadly. For flashing them or for the bottle incident? For the bottle incident, not so much the flashing. Yeah, I, I really appreciated the flashing. <laughs> it was just yeah, like, no, that was funny. Y- y'all didn't specify which one of us you wanted to see. Exactly, so that works. So see, Natalie plays soccer, so she'd be able to run forever. But they'd catch, they'd catch Nameless first. Yeah, pretty much. But apparently they all get away because Nameless is seen later and he's not a pulp. <laughs> No, he's fine. He is. We then cut to the school's locker room. The girls are singing along to Salt and Peppa as they get ready. Jackie's painting a yellow jacket onto Allie's face, and then she's called off into the coach's office. Meanwhile, Allie's complaining to everyone, specifically to Van at the moment. 
about not being able to go to prom, even though she was the only freshman who was asked. And Van says that she can wear her dress next year. It's going to be fine. And then she very stone-facedly tells Van that, like, Van, you don't understand. No one asked you. And Van's like, okay, you're done now. Bye. You're like, I'm not supposed to like Allie. I think Allie's your name, right? Yeah. But they're they're but, setting her up for a fall, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I'm, still, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to like you, but you don't seem that bad. You seem like a fourteen year old. I get exactly. It. You seem like a fourteen year old freshman, and there's nothing yeah, wrong I, with that. No, you're acting the way you're supposed to act at fourteen, and that's it. On on bar, and she's a varsity player, right? Because that's the I'm assuming it's a varsity team, and being yeah. varsity as a freshman is a, is a thing, even though they hate her. Yeah, she's she is on varsity because later we'll see the teams divided are JV versus varsity, and she's on the varsity side. So yeah, Taisa just has it in for Taisa, right? Taisa, what? Oh, that's nice. All right, just making sure. Like, I don't know the names yet. You know me and names. I, mean, I don't have their names yet. We'll get there. I'll say them enough yeah, times. Just... Eventually, you'll be like, yes, okay. That one. I think her name is Jackie. <laughs> that's what I was going to get to. A couple days ago, there's a Jackie and a Jeff in the show. I'm like, really? There is? Huh. I don't remember that. And then you look, like, the main character. I'm like, oh, them. And then a couple like, huh? There's a couple in the show? There's only a couple of these two. Oh, they must be Jackie and Jeff. Got it. All right. Uh-huh. All right. I'm there. <laughs> We got there eventually. It's all good. I was like flabbergasted. I was like, what do you mean? Is it Jackie and a Jeff in the show? What are the odds? But it wasn't until the third time of me watching it for me to put it together in my mind to be like, oh, those are our names. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait. Oh, Lord. Okay. We then cut to the coach talking with Jackie and he asks if she understands why he made her captain. It's not because she's the best player. And he starts like being like, Taisa does this and this player does that. And like, they're so much better than you. And she's like, um, is this just about like, you know, getting my confidence up? Because it's not really working. I don't know what this meeting's about. And he says that the reason that he chose her as captain is because she is the only one on the entire team with influence. She's a true leader to the team. And she actually shows that off in the first episode a couple times. Agreed. From what I can tell. Yeah, she definitely does. When she's within her own comfort zone and environment, she's great at being a leader. But when she's pushed outside of her comfort zone, she really falls back. It's interesting. We cut into the pep rally. Uh, apparently, there weren't that many people there. My note is just that the people that are there, they seem to really be cheering for the Yellow Jacket girls team versus the boys baseball team that like barely got any recognition. I just remember Misty screaming and yelling and losing her mind. That's all I remember. Yeah, and I was really confused um, who Misty was because she was on the sideline and screaming. Like, because I don't play sports, I was just like, who's this person who's not on the team? I don't understand. I had to look it up and be like, oh, an equipment manager. Okay. You're the equipment manager. You're the best person that can't play. Got it. That's not yeah. good enough to make the team, but you want to be in team so bad, so that's where, that's where you are. From the pep rally, we cut to 2021. Sean is ironing, and she's watching some sort of game show, and this is just setting her up to show how truly smart she is. But she's also just snarky, and I fucking love it. So the question is about Paradise Lost, and Shauna guesses it right, and then the woman guesses, guesses the Great Gatsby or something else instead. And they're like, no, incorrect. And Shauna goes, oh, Linda, you dumb bitch. And I fucking love it so much. <laughs> like, I'm so conflicted so with Shauna. Like, I like her sometimes, and I maybe I like older Shauna and don't like younger Shauna yet. I don't know. We'll see. I just, when I watch Jeopardy once a week, as I do <laughs> before The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, she's just watching that day. All right. 
Well, okay. So growing up, Jeopardy was prime TV time in our house. We were not allowed to talk while Jeopardy was on because my mom was so into it and had to hear every single question and be able to answer it out loud. And it's like a competition in our house of who can scream out the answer fastest and whatever. So anyways, now whenever I'm going to watch The Bachelor, I put on Jeopardy first and watch that and then watch The Bachelor. But yeah, from now on, when I know the answer and the person gets it wrong, I'm going to be like, oh, Linda, you dumb bitch. What if they're not Linda? What if it's like Barry or something? Oh, Barry. They're still going to be Linda to me. It's going to be this South Asian man named Anwar, and I'll be like, oh, Linda, Linda. you dumb bitch. What's wrong with you? It's called a reference, Jeff. <laughs> Got it. Yes, it's a call, no, it's a callback, isn't it? Maybe that's what that'll be. Yeah, but the callback is only for me and no one else because no one else will know what the fuck I'm talking about. And it'll be empty room like, you're a dumb bitch. I'm like, haha, funny? No, no one's there? All right, got it. Yep. I told Raj that like part of our vows needs to be that he needs to just accept that I constantly quote pop culture at him and just to like smile and nod (laughs) and just accept it even if he doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Has he been good at that so far? Like, uh, yeah, no yeah, he'll, he'll, yeah, he does. He smiles and nods, and then I'll be like, much like as he was, I was explaining the other uh, episode, the washing the hands thing and the screaming the Nine Inch Nails lyrics, and I'm like, but do you understand what this means? And he's like, no, I was just smiling and nodding because that's what you told me to do. Yeah, good job. All right. Hey, he listens well. He follows instructions. That works. Or you could pull like a, a Billy from Scream and be like, right after you say the reference, be like, Say what the reference is from. That way, exactly, the audience will know, I guess, at that point. Yeah, definitely need to be more like Billy in my life. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. So she's snarky. She's amazing. I love her. We then um, see on TV, there's a political ad that runs for Thaisa Turner. She is running for New Jersey uh, State Senate. And she, her like tagline or something is leading Jersey out of the wilderness. Well, she has a brand. She's like, I'm sure she's known for being one of the survivors. So it makes sense. Yes. That idea of focusing on that comes back to bite her in the ass a little bit later, which will be fun. We then cut to a scene of Ty in modern day with her wife and her son. They're taking family portraits. And the photographer says that he admires Ty for all that she's gone through, but he doesn't believe those nasty rumors. And then says that, look at her now. She's the queer Camilla. (laughs) Kamala, not Camilla. I wrote Camilla because I don't know why I wrote Camilla instead of Kamala. Sometimes when I'm writing too fast, things just... It's not right. <laughs> anyway, no, <laughs> not even a little bit right. It's probably even though I stopped watching Wintry Hill, I'm still listening to the podcast that's covering all the episodes that I already watched. And one of the characters, his dead wife's name is Camilla, and almost every episode he's like, Ma Camilla. <laughs> so I think maybe that got stuck in my head. <laughs> okay, but we are currently in 2021 because Ty is saying that she wants to focus on their collective future and not her past. And he's like, ooh, what a great soundbite. But now we cut back to the 90s, where we love it. Well, the music's better. (laughs) Where the music's better. Ty is talking with Natalie and Lottie and Shauna walks up and asks what they're talking about. Ty says she wants to freeze Allie out because she fucked up at the States. Natalie is against it. Ty tells her that she smells like a wino and she needs to get her shit together and Natty's like fuck you I'm out bye Uh, Lottie also disagrees and walks off Ty and Shauna agree that they're gonna freeze out Allie but they aren't gonna tell Jackie because Jackie won't like it 
I thought they didn't agree to it. I just thought they were like, I thought they just said it doesn't feel right and they walked away. It seems like they agree to it because Sean is just like, Jackie isn't going to like this. So like by saying that, it's like already assumed that, okay, we're doing this. Okay. I thought that's why she takes matters into her own hands later and like doesn't freeze her. I'm like, if we're not going to freeze her, I got to kill her apparently. That's the thing is that... I don't know. I guess like Shauna's just like doesn't raise her out. I don't know. Anyways, it seems like they agree here. We cut over to practice. Coach Scott, who's the assistant coach, he's starting up the practice. Misty is giving out the pennies to everyone. It's JV versus varsity. Laura Lee insists that they say a prayer first, establishing her as the super religious character. They Then they start their practice. Seeing that Allie's not doing well, Ty decides to switch teams and she's going to be on JV and she tells the coach that she's going to take Allie, who's on the varsity. She then body checks Allie and when she's going for the ball and she says, this is the game, try to keep up. Allie then has the ball again and Ty decides to slide to trip her up, but instead she breaks Allie's leg. Whether a shin is sticking out of her leg. It's a really brutal break. Oh yeah. What's the gnarliest break you've ever seen someone get? I've never seen a breaking person. You've never actually. seen someone like, have a break? Well, not like every break I've seen was just like I just see like an arm dangling and stuff, but I haven't seen anything like bone out of skin. Not really. I saw a dude getting knocked like three teeth out though once. Running, he's trying to run up some bleachers, fell face first into the bleachers, and I just saw teeth flying and blood everywhere that they never were, were able to clean them up out of the like the the, grate. the gym floor. Oh, no. no, no, it was like on the gym floor, like with like the waxes or whatever. Like it, they never got it out. Ew. Um, worst break I ever saw. Uh, one of my sister's friends was on our trampoline and she landed on her arm funny, and so like it was in her forearm the break, but like the bone pop. It didn't pop out of the skin, but it popped to the top of the skin, and it was shaped like an S. Oh. That was the worst one I ever saw. <laughs> She's never been able to use her arm ever again. No, she she healed up fine. <laughs> Yeah, so she breaks her leg. Misty runs over and she tries to apply pressure. <laughs> There's a bone sticking out, Misty. Fuck off. It, like, establishes right away that the assistant coach is, like, always just done with Misty's shit. He's like, what the f- No! Get out of here! Like, do I call them? Yes! <laughs> call them! No, he tells her to go oh. tell Coach Martinez, who's the head coach. So mm. Misty runs off to tell him, I guess. We then cut to the locker room afterwards. All the girls are look like they're in rough shape. They're very upset about what happened. Jackie says that maybe it's not as bad as it looks. And Natalie says that they could see her fucking bones. It's exactly as bad as it looks. Yeah, that's right. Van says uh, that she's going to throw up by the description of like, we could see her fucking bones. So I thought that was interesting because you kind of see that they have weak stomachs at this point. What happens later? Yeah, when they're cutting each other open and eating with the inside. I guess, yeah, it's kind of... So maybe Van makes it that far, maybe she doesn't, because if you've ever researched the Miracle in the Andes, there were a few people that just could not physically stomach the human meat, and they died, because they couldn't eat it. Don't know if we're setting Van up for that? Who knows? Well, oh, I guess uh, I'll see. You already saw, but I'll see. I have not seen as of yet, so we shall, we shall all see. 2021, Sean is making dinner. Callie, her teenage daughter, comes home. Uh, she's just as snarky and sarcastic as Sean and I wrote. Like, 
as they say, like how horrible you are to your parents, you'll get it tenfold when it comes to your kid. Like, and you can tell, like, she is so over her mom. Like, mom, stop trying to be my friend. I'm t- I'm done with you. Like, yeah, exactly. And so Callie, uh, the daughter, she's going out, and Shauna's like, but I wanted us to have like a nice little girls' night and like hang out, maybe watch a movie. And her daughter's like, it's Friday night, mom. Do you think I'm a fucking loser? Like, I have plans. Uh, I'm not you. Okay, I need to do stuff, man. I have- yeah. And Shana says that her husband's working late and he has a problem with the inventory database again and whatever. And and his girlfriend's busy. Well, okay. It alluded to like that Shauna doesn't quite believe this thing about the inventory, but we don't know about the girlfriend yet if there is one. <laughs> Jeff doesn't seem like a guy that's going to be able to, to fix an inventory system anywhere. <laughs> Uh, maybe he's trapped in a jigsaw trap somewhere. Okay, we don't know. <laughs> exactly. What a play game. Oh, is that the Jeff? That um, what was his, what was my jigsaw trap that I was in? That the candle? <laughs> there was two Jeffs. There was Jeff from the first movie with the drills on either side of his head, and then Jeff um from the third part three, movie. The family. Yeah. yeah, it's not that Jeff. It's first Jeff with the drills. That's what he. That's what his thing was. He really lost his hair quickly. Um. Oh yeah. No, they, he shaved it off. They shaved it off. Jigsaw did that to him. Why did he shave off just the top, but like where the drills were, there was hair? Because <laughs> he, he wanted to make fun of him, too. He really doesn't like Jeff, is what it is. You, want, you know what? I'm going to kill you with embarrassment. This is what you'd look like <laughs> if you were balding. <laughs> want to play a game? Be embarrassed. This is the game of playing. Oh my god. Kyle, Kylie's boyfriend, lets himself in and tells Shauna that she's looking fine tonight. Maybe there's like some awkward, weird flirtation on his part, and that's why she was masturbating looking at him. I don't know. Maybe. He just struck me as, I don't want to say a good guy, just like a guy. Like, just saying stuff. Yeah, if, I, if I get in good with the mom. Yeah, like, he seems like a typical, like, high school bro, whatever, and he was just, like, trying to say something nice and greet the mom, but the use of the word you look fine tonight that's not like if any of my boyfriends in high school had said that to my mom i would be like i beg your pardon sir but yes we cut back to 1996 jackie says that oh they're getting ready for a party jackie is in shauna's room it's like it's just a party shauna says that it feels weird to go on like nothing happened at practice that day but shauna's just trying to find uh an outfit to wear she's trying on different things Jackie is trying to hook her up with Jeff's friend, Randy, saying that Randy's super interested in Shauna. Then she also tells her that Shauna to wear the red dress that she gave her because it's the boob dress and it looks good. And she does wear it. Yes, but we I never noticed her boobs in it. <laughs> like she happens to have her like jacket closed over her boobs at all times because I wanted to see what this neckline was that it makes it the boob dress. But didn't see it. I think she wore it begrudgingly. She said, you know what? I'm gonna wear it, but I'm gonna wear a nice overcoat over this and no more. Shauna always has her jean jacket, even in modern day. She has her jean jacket. With the patches. Yeah. So Shauna flips out at Jackie saying that maybe she doesn't want to hook up with Randy. Maybe she doesn't want to wear the fucking red dress. Jackie concedes that Randy is dumb. She once saw him struggling with an escalator. <laughs> and Shauna says he once asked me um, who created the Pope. That's uh, that's a great dumb question. It's very beautiful. <laughs> we cut to the party. It's in the woods. Jackie's smoking and dancing with Shauna. Nat and Kevin are hanging out. Nameless runs up with some LSD he got from his cousins. Nat immediately grabs for it to take it. And Kevin says, don't you go to like the Olympics tomorrow or something? 
Nat says, yeah, but she takes it anyway. We cut to 2021 Nat. She's getting a cab from rehab and she like kind of like coyly asks the guy, like, how many people do you pick up from here? How many go straight to a bar? And he's like, do you want to go to a bar? She's like, no, I have a red eye at LAX. Take me there. I don't know how Natalie's independently wealthy. Figure that out later, I guess. Yeah, you'll figure it out. She's not independently wealthy necessarily, but she does have some money to her. So I, I'm not quite sure about it. Yeah, she picks up a Porsche later. And, uh... Well, that's the thing. The whole Porsche, the Porsche thing. I'm like, hmm. But like, also, actually, no. We do find out some more like petty crimes she used to do when she was a junkie and that sort of thing. And some of them were quite lucrative. So yeah, they make a big deal of how that storage unit gets paid up current every month. It's never late. Yeah. She goes to something. All right, so she, somebody's paying it. I don't know. Remind me a bunch of the storage units from um, Science of the Lambs. I was going to say Storage Wars because they're like, there's people circling them. Yeah, there's people. They just want, they know there's a portion here, apparently. They can smell it. Party. Oh, yeah. Not takes the drugs then. In 2021, yeah, she gets into the cab. Sorry. We're back to 1996. That's where we are. So many cuts back and forth. I'm like, which, where, who, when, why, of what? 1996, Shauna looks on watching Jeff and Jackie, and she seems to be jealous. And so I so I took this as she is jealous of who Jackie is as a person, and she wants what Jackie has. That's how I took this. Jeff had some other opinions. Yeah, I took it. I saw like her giving long looks to Jackie, which could have been that. But I was like, oh, she has a crush on her friend, is the way I read it. And we were both wrong. Well, but you might be right. I might be wrong. But yeah. Like, but it might be to like some extent that she loves Jackie. Who knows? Might be a Billy and Stu situation. It could be. But but later it feels like she wants to be Jackie. Yes. what she does in a little while. That's true. But speaking of Billy and Stu, I was watching um, an interview with Matt Lillard and Skeet Ulrich today, like current interview. First of all, Matt's very upset because he claims that he did not die in the movie and that he should be allowed to come back. But also the uh, interviewer asked, if you hadn't have died in the movie, where would your characters be today? And Skeet was just like, oh, Billy would be doing doing this or that and like didn't give a good answer. And then Matthew Lillard was like, no. They would be lovers. And they would have their own HGTV show. And like The Murder Brothers or something. Just I, I don't remember his exact answer, but I was just like, this is perfect. And that's exactly where I hope you two would be today. Something about how they would commit murders together on the weekend for fun. Like, that's their couple time. Oh, Matthew Lillard, you're, you're hilarious. And I don't know how a, a sparking, flaming TV wouldn't have killed you, but it's okay. I'll, you know, I'll let you live. It's fine. Yeah. He was just like, no, I just got a little electrocuted. I'll be disfigured. It's fine. So Randy's hitting on, on a, well, sorry, first he hits a beer can, a beer bong, and then he hits on Shana, saying that he dedicates it to her, sexy lady. And she does not swoon, incredibly enough. Yeah. Very surprising that that does not turn her on. But then Shauna sees Ty by the keg and she walks over and accuses her of breaking Allie's leg on purpose. She starts making a scene and then the other yellow jackets kind of come around. Laura Lee asks Nat what Shauna is talking about and Nat says, oh, just Ty's little plan. And Ty tells her off asking her if doesn't she have a bong to smoke or a dick to suck? Shauna steps in and Nat tells her off. Everyone starts fighting and then Jackie comes in to break it up and makes them all step aside. And save the day. Yo, Jack, it's on me now. But like, damn, all right. I'm like, oh, I see why you're the captain now. Because they listen to you. And like, you just 
kind of a take charge kind of person in these woods and not the other woods, I guess. Yeah, she knows how to handle this sort of social situation. So she she gets the team to try to get back together and she asks them to all line up and go one by one and tell each member of the team something like good about them. So uh, Laura Lee asks to go first and she goes up to Ty and she says, you are beautiful in the eyes of our Lord. And then she goes over next to, I can't remember who's after her, maybe it's Van. Um, and she's like, you are beautiful in the eyes of our Lord. And they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. I think Nat was second, right? Yeah, Nat was second. No, Nat, no, Nat's further along because of like something else I remember. But anyways, so Jackie's like, okay, stand down. Uh, I'm gonna try it. First, she goes, Lottie. Oh, sorry, no. Just realized I didn't write down Jackie's one. I wrote down a different one. But yeah, so Jackie goes to Ty. She says that she is the strongest person that she knows or something like that. She goes to Laura Lee and says that she truly admires her faith. Van, her smile always makes her smile. Nat, I forget what she says. Yeah, she she doesn't she doesn't care what anyone thinks about her. And then Van pipes up and says, also, she's fucking awesome at beer pong. And then she's like, so go and tell her. And then they all go off and split off to other people. So Nat goes up to Lottie and she says, Lottie, you never talk shit unless someone really deserves it. Also, I really like your pilgrim hat because she's tripping on LSD. And I fucking love it. I didn't get that part, but okay. All right. Just, just like how cute she does it. She's like, also, I really like your pilgrim hat. <laughs> and like laughs and like does this thing. And I'm like, you're so cute. I really like that. Shauna says sorry to Thaisa. And she says, and Thaisa says that she didn't hurt Allie on purpose. Jackie and Shauna then patch things up. Jackie tells her, you're the worst at this and you're this and whatever, like jokingly tearing her down for things. But then she's like, you've always been there for me. You're my best friend. Jackie then offers to drive Shauna home because she's too drunk. We cut to Nat, still in 1996. She's staring into the bonfire and she's tripping out. She's seeing Kevin and smartasses' faces transforming. I appreciate the way that they show drug use in this TV show because a lot of times people go too far with it and try to make it too trippy and whatever and it's not actually how that drug would affect a person and what they would be seeing. Whereas I feel that when they do decide to do that in this series, it's a very realistic depiction of what that particular drug does to you, what you would see, which is cool. It's just subtle enough. Like it's something, but it's not like over the top. Yeah, exactly. It's just your vision is blurred and like seeing different things and like making different shapes that aren't actually there. So yeah. Anyway. I'm seeing pilgrim hats everywhere. All the pilgrim hats. She then sees Misty standing by the bushes through the fire, and somebody walks past, and then Misty's gone. We cut to the wilderness in winter and back to the pack. They're cutting up bloody meat and sitting around a fire. They're all in fur and various costumes, and if you pay attention, some of them, their masks are. Uh, like of particular animals. So one of them that's sitting along. Okay, so there's a center person. We call them the antler queen because they have antlers and this like chain mail over their face. Like that's what people have been calling her. To her left, like a couple of people over, there is a bunny figure. I think that's Shauna. And then there's another figure that looks like a skunk. And I think that might be Nat, but I'm not sure yet. But anyways, yes, they're all sitting by the fire and they're in these masks. Uh, the Antler Queen, she's sitting higher than all the other ones in the center. 
We then cut to Jeff driving Jackie and Shauna home back in 1996. Jackie insists that Jeff drop her off first, even though Shauna's house is on the way because it's past Jackie's curfew. Shauna says that, you know, I have a curfew too, but they don't pay attention to Shauna. <laughs> they drop off Jackie instead. Shauna moves to the front seat, and then as they're driving down the street, she tells Jeff to pull over. He thinks that she's going to puke, and he's like, Shauna, don't puke in my car, please! What if you do? Do not puke in a car. And boy, does she not have to puke. No. Instead, once they've pulled over, she starts kissing him. He says that he thought they weren't doing this again. And Shauna says, we aren't doing this again. And then continues to have sex with him right before they're about to have sex. Or maybe they've just started having sex. Uh, She says, if you come inside me, I will have the baby out of spite and train it to be a killing machine and it will hunt you down. (laughs) I don't know if I'm able to finish at that point. Like, um, maybe at 17 or whatever. I forget what I was watching lately, but like this person made a very specific threat and they're just like, a mild threat is no one's friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you have to be specific. <laughs> I'm like, you've thought of this. Hold on. I think I might have to take you home. I'm not, I'm not feeling comfortable or safe right now. She also tells Jeff to tell her that he loves her and she says she won't hold him to it, but she just wants him to say it and he does and... She- we cut to 2021. Shauna kills a rabbit in her garden with a shovel. Well, I don't want to say she stalks the rabbit. She sits there and waits for the rabbit. And then yes. murders it with a shovel. Exactly. And doesn't, doesn't like blood get on her face that she hits it so hard? It squirts along her hand. That's what it was. I remember like, being like, damn, you use some force there, girl. Almost like she survived 19 months in the wilderness. I w- yeah, who would have thought? Um, Shauna grabs Jessica's card and she walks to her bedroom closet. On the way to her bedroom closet, we see a photo gallery wall. And so it focuses in on the end on a picture of young Shauna and Jeff on their wedding day, played by the characters they are in 1996, and then a current family portrait of them and their daughter Callie as a teenager. Now, I did notice as the camera panned across the portrait wall that Callie seems to be an only child. Uh, There is one picture of um, adult Shauna pregnant. There is also a photograph of two children in it. It appears to be two girls that are a few years apart in age, but all the other pictures are of a single child, which will be important in future episodes once we learn a little bit more about Shauna. She goes into her bedroom closet and she uncovers a safe she enters in the code, I believe it was 2525, which apparently is the flight number, filled with old journals and a burner cell phone. She pulls out the cell phone and the journals and she calls someone and says, we need to talk. We then get 1996, this uh, montage of the messy woods, like after the party in the morning, uh, the whole town the morning after, and they're playing Never Tear Us Apart, like a cover of it, which is really catchy. And Jackie packs um, her various clothes. Natalie's smoking out of her trailer window. Laura Lee is praying. Lottie is taking a prescription, and I decided to freeze frame it and figure out what this prescription was. So it's loxapine. And when I looked that up, it is medication for schizophrenia. Oh, so that is a crazy question. Got it. Yep. That, that might play into something later. Mm-hmm. 
Fan goes to wake up her alcoholic mom, who's passed out drunk on the couch, and she slaps her in the face, and then it's like, keys, come on, woman, you gotta drive me. We see Misty sitting by the side of a pool and watching a rat swim around in the pool. Kai kisses her parents goodbye. We see that she's mixed race. Her father's white, her mom is black. Then we see Travis and Javi and Coach Martinez saying goodbye to Travis and Javi's mom. As the coach goes to kiss her goodbye, the mom doesn't look affectionate towards him at all. She's like, gives him like a cheek and is like, as he like hugs her and kisses her cheek, which I found interesting. Uh, It's never mentioned as far as I know again. So I found that an interesting choice that happened. The coach and his kids get into the car and they drive away. Shauna has an early acceptance letter to Brown she's reading. And then she goes and she hides it in a box on her bookshelf, grabs her bags and she goes. Then we see the Yellow Jackets getting onto a private plane that Lottie's dad paid for. She says that it's his only form of parenting. Money, 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 money. Money, money, money. The singing is here. Uh, The girls are joking around and the coach gives Javi a piece of gum for his ears. Travis won't let Javi sit with him. Shauna looks nervous. Jackie checks in with her, tells her she remembered that she hated flying from this trip they took together in the second grade. So she swiped some of her mom's Valium for Shauna and she gives her two pills. And then she also gives her her heart necklace for good luck. While Jackie and Shauna are having their interaction, the pilot is making the announcements I mentioned before of there's a storm near the Canadian Rockies. They're going to try to avoid it. Then we cut to 2021. Shauna's in a diner. We're cutting quickly between the two timelines. It's 1996. Shauna's on the plane. She takes the Valium and it kicks in. It's back to 2021 and Ty shows up at the diner. Shauna says that a reporter came by, but she isn't on Google with any bylines, so she doesn't believe that she's actually a reporter. Ty tries to say this is normal. People just come out of the woodwork because of what happened to them. Shauna calls her out and says that they all agreed that they would say nothing and they would stay out of the public eye. Why the fuck is she running for office? If someone's digging, we are all fucked. Take care of it, she tells her. Shauna then asks Ty if she's talked to Natalie. She says that Natalie's in rehab again. And she says that there's no sign of the others. No, there hasn't been for months. Then uh, Shauna says, then we're fine so long as no one does anything crazy. We have nothing to worry about. We cut to Natalie. She's going to that storage unit that we mentioned. And she gets her very nice Porsche and a rifle that's in the back of the Porsche. Uh, the manager comes over and is like, oh, people have been circling this unit forever, but I tell them if it's paid, it's good. And he asks if she's local and she says she used to be. Uh, she thinks that it would be good to reconnect with some old friends. And she says it in such a way that it's like, you're being sketchy, Nat. What do you mean by reconnect? Are you planning on murdering those friends? What's happening? Yeah, yeah, reconnect with the shotgun with your friend or the rifle with your friends or something? Yeah. Yeah, come on. I'm going to connect this shot with their head. <laughs> exactly. That is my plan. Ha ha. Yeah. We cut back to the wilderness in the winter. The four-masked person walks to the pack with a tray of human meat. They all grab and eat it at once. There's all these close-ups of them, like, pulling apart the meat with their teeth. Apparently, they covered this uh, meat, and, like, in some cases, it was a fake meat product because there's some vegans on the crew, but they covered it with barbecue sauce (laughs) so that it would be, like, tastier, but, like, also look, like, gross. They're like, that was great for, like, the first take, and then you're just, like, really sick of barbecue sauce. After a while, just I can imagine. Yeah. Man, they learn how to butcher pretty well. 
It's not like they were just like eating with like they dead people out, they cut them up, they cooked them, I guess. They look seasoned. It was weird. See, the meat didn't look that cooked to me, which I found weird because it made sense. Like, so in the Andes, they couldn't cook the meat. They had to eat raw meat because they couldn't, they didn't have the ability to make a fire. But they're sitting around a fire in this case. So I was like, why aren't you cooking the meat? <laughs> Maybe they like a lot their meat medium. I like my human meat rare. Num, num, num. Hannibal like to show over there, just like. So the antler queen gives uh, her head a nod and then they all grab from the plate of food and they start eating. We cut to 2021. Misty Quigley is a nurse and she's Christina Ricci. Uh, She goes to check in on her elderly patient who isn't eating. She's wet the bed right after Misty had just changed the sheets. And then as Misty turns away, she knocks her food tray on the floor. Misty then goes and she's like, hmm, you know what? I think the morphine's making your stomach upset. So we're going to skip this dose. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> like, fuck, Misty. Like, damn. You see the look on the old lady's face. She's like, gets all wide-eyed and stuff. She's like, oh, no. Yeah, it's it. like complete elder abuse in a way. And you're like, oh, God, this is rough. We then see her cheerily exiting uh, her workplace and she wishes a happy Friday to her co-workers. And you, you can see that like her co-workers don't like her. They're like, yeah, hi, Misty. It's like high school all over again. Natalie is watching Misty from her car. We then cut back to the wilderness in the winter. We reveal that the one that was serving the meat to the group is Misty. Her mask is like this sheath of fur with just a single eye cut out of it. So in future shots, you can remember that that one is Misty out of all of them. We know that at least. All the others in the pack leave uh, the fire circle and the scene pulls out. We see the crash plane in the distance in the mountains. And then we cut to Shauna's journals. They're bloodstained. Some of the phrases that we can see say, almost been two weeks. Where are we? Why haven't they found us yet? We're all trying to. And then like kind of breaks off because you can't see the rest of the line. And then we see people survive in the, and then it cuts off again. Shauna has all her old journals out in front of her. She's reading them and looking sad and haunted. We fade into 1996. And the plane, there's clear turbulence. Someone is putting a uh, oxygen mask over Shauna's face as she's coming to. She sees Jackie beside her is completely and totally passed out. The people are screaming and crying. Some people are being thrown around the plane. She opens up the shutter on her window and sees that the plane is crashing into the forest. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, and credits at that point. Yeah, so that's episode one. Episode one. Overall, what we think, what what would we change, what we what do we want to know, what do we don't know? Well, right now I don't know anything. There is a lot I want to know. There's only one thing I would change in this episode, really, because I don't know what they've done wrong yet, or yeah, what mm-hmm. they've done wrong yet until I I'm a little bit further in. I don't made Allie a worse player to make sense why Tyson wanted to break her leg. Unless she just turns up being evil and vindictive later, then, then it makes sense. I think it's supposed to show the intensity that is Ty. Because Ty takes, yeah. like, she is so intense that she takes things too far. And we'll see that played out again in her adult life of her consistently not knowing where the line is and crossing it. And that makes sense. It's like, if that's a setup for later, then don't change it. So it's like one of those things. It's like, I don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, as a person who's watched all episodes that are out yet at least twice and has seen this episode four times, 
I would say it's a pretty great setup for the rest of the series. You're already learning little hints about all the different characters. There's a lot to speculate on based on like me speculating on Shauna being the rabbit because there's rabbits everywhere or even just um, the girl that falls in the pit. She's wearing Jackie's necklace. So is it Jackie? Is it someone else that Jackie gives the necklace to? Well, she's also wearing this gold bracelet. So maybe we should be paying attention to who else is wearing a gold bracelet in the episodes coming forward. And like, there's all these little Easter eggs that you get to follow throughout the series. Yeah, and I feel like you get a pretty decent idea of who most of these characters are, or the ones they focus on, because they don't focus on Lorelei, they don't focus on Lottie, they don't focus on Van too much, really. Yeah, and they do kind of the lost thing of, like, there's episodes that end up focusing a little bit more on each one's backstory as it goes, so that you get to learn a little bit more about that character, where they're coming from, their motivations, etc. One smoke monster, and I'm gone, I'm telling you. (laughs) One smoke monster, and just check it out. Uh, I mean, like, by the time there was the smoke monster, we were already so far and so beyond anything interesting. Like, it was just like, what is happening in the show now? Do they even know what's happening? I don't think they do. So anyways, I, as I said, you know, I love this series. I'm obsessed with it. I'm really excited to see what's happening next. Because this is the first episode, there's not a whole lot that we can jump into and discuss, I guess, because there's more we need to learn before we can get there. They're still sitting the table. They're, they're, like, appetizers aren't even out of the kitchen yet. Like, it's still... Yeah. I mean, from the first time that I watched this, I definitely realized this was a show I wanted to watch. If I were to rate the pilot episode alone, I would say, like, 8 out of 10. Like, it was not the best piece of TV I've ever seen, but it really intrigued me. And the music was great. The cinematography was well done. There was not a whole lot for me to complain about, but it, it wasn't the best piece of TV I've ever seen. And I was like, absolutely thrilled. Yeah, that's why I'd go maybe six or seven on this first one. Yeah. Like, it kept me interested enough to watch it to like, even, even if we weren't doing this, I'd be like, all right. I'm interested enough yeah. to watch the next to see where it's going. Like, I would have watched the second episode that night. If I wasn't, if I knew I didn't have to record and talk about it, if that makes sense. So it did its job. Yeah, I was definitely into it at first. Like maybe I was more of a seven. I was into it at first. And like the first few episodes, I was into them. I was watching them like with Raj, but like I wasn't obsessed with it. And then we, when we got our COVID, we came back um, and we're spending so much time on the couch. We had a bunch of episodes to catch up on. So we watched a bunch all together. And at that point, I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this show. It's it's good. <laughs> so I'm like, I would have watched the second episode. I would have watched the third. I don't know. But. I would have watched it. No matter what, you're going to have to watch them now. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Well, now I'm watching them all, but like, I'm just saying, if I didn't have to watch this, I still would have at least watched an episode on my own without. With any any pressure of Jackie just forcing this upon you. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. But then again, I did watch all of the Lost Symbol in two days, and I don't recommend anybody doing that. So. Well, friends, we decided to release this episode on a Thursday this week just because guess what? It's January 20th and that is our one year anniversary. What? Yes. Yay. Very exciting. We're a whole year old. But uh, from this point going on, what day are we posting, Jeff, for our mini soaps? Not sure yet. Friday is what I'm aiming for, unless things change. <laughs> okay. We're, we're thinking Friday. We'll be updating the socials and letting you know <laughs> what the full plan is. But we're thinking Fridays. And yeah, right now, Fridays or Sundays, depending how editing goes. 
we'll figure it out. We'll announce it somewhere. Um, but the next episode that will be coming back, if you listen to all of our episodes, will be Scream 2 dropping next Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday be Scream 2. So don't expect a uh, Yellow Jackets on Sunday. No, it may be like Sunday after that. But yeah, you guys got it. Smart. Yeah, and once again, you can follow us on the socials. We'll be updating what our posting schedule is going to be like on there. If you're following us on Instagram, it's a series of horrors podcast, or is it just a series of horrors? Why do I always forget? I this? think it's just a series of horrors. It's just a series of horrors, and on Facebook, it's a series of horrors podcast, I believe. Yes. And also, if you want to email us, feel free. I like hearing from you guys. I'm series of horrors at gmail.com. And please, if you like what you're listening to, I know we've been gone for a while, but we're back now. Better than ever. Leave us a nice little review. Five stars, please, on iTunes. And if you could, even better, tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to us. You know, hey, get a, let's join. Let's, let's all get together. Like if we were abandoned in the woods and have to lean on each other for... Let's try not to cannibalize one another, but, you know. Try our best to not uh, hunt each other down. And nope. I mean, we can only try. It's all we can do. You know, 19 months is a long time. You know, it's just. It's a long time to be in Canada. No one wants to be in Canada that long. Take it from the Canadians. She wouldn't. Oh, couldn't they just, like, start stabbing trees for maple syrup or something? That's how maple syrup is born, yeah, right? Yeah, like, trees. I don't understand. But I guess that would just be sugar water. <laughs> so it doesn't help them too much. Still? It's help them. Too. Like, my other thing was, all right, now that I'm here, there's, like, there's only so many people on the plane. How would that last them if they ate only people for, like, 19 months? Because the people in the Andes weren't gone that long. No. And there was less of them. But there aren't, like, you know, maybe 20 people-ish more on that plane, if that. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, they really need to just start tapping trees and getting some maple syrup. Pull the, like, Quebecois thing of, like, you... So you have to boil the maple syrup to make it pure. And then while it's still hot, you pour it on the snow and then you roll it around a stick and you eat it. All they needed was one Canadian with them. You know, I'm sure nobody in Jersey knows how to do that. But still, anyway, been fun. Yellow Jackets starting up. There's our... Is this going to be like our mini-sode way of doing things? This is, like- yeah, you know, other podcasts have like their mini-sode every week where they have a shorter version of their show. And I guess this is ours where we'll be analyzing Yellow Jackets season one. It's kind of probably outlast our uh, season of Scream, but... But um, this has been pretty cool so far. It's, it's going to be shorter by comparison, mm-hmm. but not short <laughs> by the look of it. Yeah, we're long-winded. We, we can't help ourselves. <laughs> We talk a lot, and we we have a bunch to say. Uh, but anyway, you guys enjoy it, I think. Huh? We hope you do, and we hope that we'll see you next week. Scream 2, Wednesday, Friday, maybe Sunday. We don't know. We'll let you know. Yellow Jackets. And we'll see you next time. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.